Welcome back to another edition of Movie Issues. I'm your host, Leland. Not in the spooky. And we are Movie Issues. We like word. to talk about... <laughs> word. Word. Because you were brought up on the streets, right? The mean streets of Spooky and Washington. Wow. Right? I don't know, man. You, as Kevin Smith says, I grew up on a street, mm. but I didn't grow up on hey. the streets. It's 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 hard living as a spooky. <laughs> hard living. Must be really painful to be white in America. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. People judge you. People judge you. And they, they, they expect something from you all the time. So tonight, did something a little different. We watched something different. Uh, yeah. yeah. We watched the 1987 satirical comedy. The cult classic. Totally a cult classic. Yes. Amazon Women on the Moon. It is a special little movie that I discovered in high school that I took to college and watched the King shit of the Dorms. out of it. No, really did. Like it was one, This movie was on several times during college. Because <laughs> it's one of those movies you can watch repeatedly. You always kind of catch new things in it. Several different friends. you know, Because it's vignettes. So it's a lot of... You yeah, can, it's a lot of shorts. The DVDs are great because you can skip to each one. Be like, hey, what's that favorite oh, one? You, yeah. Oh, you got to check this oh, out, dude. And you, and you skip. So it was a really good movie to put on when we were you know, a little inebriated hanging out. So oh, it kind of works out. Like, usually they tell you, you know, like, the rule of thumb, you don't put on movies at a party. No, and you know I hate when Yeah, yeah. This, I can kind of see that. Well, yeah, it's not really like, it's a just, plot, so, Yeah, it's I mean, just short. You can kind of stop, you know, in between conversation, watch five minutes of a, of a little skit that is... And, and really, most of these are pretty hilarious. Yeah. For some of you that may not have heard of this, what it is, five directors got together and decided for $5 million that they were going to make um, a vignette movie full of shorts yeah they don't do this no. anymore really no. um there have been some i tried to look up online like movies that could be like this mm -hmm. the only ones i could come up with I mean, there's another one that was actually directed by another one of the guys that did this mm -hmm. um kentucky fried movie yeah really raunchy and racist yeah those are the airplane guys they're involved in that as yeah, well yeah. yes hilarious mm -hmm. but definitely a product of that can't, time. Can't do that Not going to be happening No, can't today. do that now. Uh, the Twilight Zone movie, again, had several of these yeah. people that were involved with that. And it's another movie of different directors taking on different subject matters Amazing stories. Amazing stories. Now, would you say Grindhouse kind of fits in this loosely as far as... Um, maybe not the Grindhouse 2 movies itself, because yeah, not, that was a tribute to the Grindhouse films. Yeah, but not, definitely not the Tino Rodriguez. Uh, well, I'm going to say that if like, you put... You put the trailers in this movie, and they would, I think, splice in perfectly. Other than the filmmaking is better now. Well, yeah, yeah, no, like if if you put the trailers in the middle of this, it, it would fit completely. You yeah. you wouldn't even blink. Some of the some of these vignettes are commercials. Yes. So like it's um it, you, it would be seamless. You know, there's several scenes that kind of lead you to believe. We're watching the late night movie as well, and the commercials, yeah, but yeah. then they intercut it with. People also watching the late night movie that we are watching. So it is a tribute, it's a spoof, it's a farce to all those comedies rolled into one with hilarious vignettes directed by five different directors. Yeah. It's, it's really, I think, uh, a nice way of putting it. It's a satire of late night television. 
Yeah, and as someone who grew up not being able to sleep at night, yeah. flipping through a lot of these old movies, that's where I, that's where I, I mean, when the Sci-Fi Channel started way back oh, in yeah. the day, I watched that thing on a loop, especially starting like after Conan was over, I would flip over during the summers when I didn't have to get up in the morning. Conan, I fucking flip over to the Sci-Fi Channel. I watch so much shit. Mm. I mean, they had their bad Sci-Fi Channel movies. You know, there was uh, a, a, a show old ass movies like Alien you know, Nation. No, no. Oh yeah, and, 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 oh the TV shows. Yeah, yeah all the sci-fi was, shows. Um, War of the Worlds, the TV show, the uh, old eighties V. You know, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, the original, not this awesome new thing that's been passed around recently. I'm talking cheesy old, Cylons. Old. Bitty bitty. <laughs> that was Buck Rogers in the Whatever. 21st century with Aaron Gray. Oh, Aaron Gray. <laughs> She was pretty. But also, she was on Magnum once, and I was like, you're the bitch from Buck Rogers. <laughs> I know you. What are you doing in the past? <laughs> you're from the future. <laughs> I do this sometimes. I'm like, all right, I'll get it. You time travel. This is your experiment. <laughs> the same can be said for every Star Trek episode, too, though. You're like, oh, we couldn't afford a good set this week. So we're on a primitive planet mm. that looks suspiciously like the 20th Century Fox Studios. <laughs> or we've gone back. Back to the Wild West or the 20s, yeah. where we also have sets for these permanently built into the yeah. back lot. <laughs> Good for you, Star Trek. Yeah, well, a lot you know, of time travel. <laughs> gotta, gotta save a buck when you can, I guess. Well, it makes complete sense later in DS9 when they make the joke about Kirk being the biggest infractor on space time travel. Mm. As I push up my glasses. Nerd! Uh, yeah. But um, it's like there's there's commercials, uh, I mean fake commercials in the movie that mm. like I really enjoyed. One one that just sticks to me, that I just really enjoyed is the silly pate. And like you, I'll be honest, this is not one of the ones I like. Yeah, like, you, you look at me like I'm retarded, but, <laughs> but like I'm watching it, and it's it's a spoof on silly putty. Explain it's what in, silly putty is, just in case someone doesn't know. To our Dude, Euro listeners who may not know, I'm sure I'm sure they've got silly putty. All right, so <laughs> maybe it's called something different over yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, fuck, what is silly putty? It's, it's like some a, kind of. It's like flubber. <laughs> Remember flubber, kids? It's like flubber. Well, now but we it can... doesn't continue to bounce. Yeah, but now yeah. well, now we can speak to the French. Remember that Jerry Lewis movie <laughs> with with the Nutty Professor? That. But you put it on the comic strips in your newspaper, and you peel it off, and you have the picture transferred. It sucks the ink up. Yeah, this was silly pate. Yeah, 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 it's edible, and they're playing around with I'll it. I'll be honest, like, it was really, really gross. <laughs> they were no, yeah. Oh my like, god, yeah. The, to watch them eat it, I mean, it kind of looked like melted taffy a little. I'm pretty sure it was real silly putty. They only had a budget of five million. Yeah, but they still put it in their mouth. I have to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure silly putty is not edible, you know, safe. But, like, so I really, I think a lot of it's just in the name, just in the farce, just in the silliness of silly yeah. pate. Like, it, it fucking just sticks to me. I really thought it was funny. The, is this the name of uh, some of the directors? Well, there were five. Yeah. Um, well. Most, mostly notable. Let's be honest. There were two directors, <laughs> and there were three people that were allowed to help direct, mm. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know what, I'm not even going to bother with the three that really don't matter, because after looking at their IMDb, not much going on. No. One of them is mostly notable for co-writing Jaws, and that's pretty much it. Jaws and this. 
I guess if you're going to go out on that. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, dude saw he had a streak going, said, you know what? I don't want to ruin this. I'm going to bow out right here. I don't know. He also co-wrote Jaws 2. Oh. So he did try to... Yeah. He did try one more time. And then, well, Roy Schneider was in part two. Yeah. Begrudgingly in part two. Yeah. <laughs> Even you get the feeling he's just like, really, again? Like, how many, how many sharks? Do well, it's not like it's part four where it's personal. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, the shark that never met him is out to get his children. Makes complete sense. John Landis, mm-hmm. most notably for An American Werewolf in London... Bru- Bruise Brothers, Blues Brothers one and two, but we won't we won't you know uh, three amigos. That's one you've always kind of enjoyed. I like and I actually I love the Blues Brothers the first one. No, the first one's great. Yeah, I love that movie. And my personal favorite, Joe Dante, who is most notably for Gremlins one and two, which we talked about Gremlins the last podcast. Howling, I love the Howling. Really good new take on werewolves. The Burbs, which I think is just hilarious. I've never seen it. Burbs is funny. That's but Tom Hanks, right? That's Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Right on. And so, in each of these five guys directed different segments of this film, and on a whole, I think they're all pretty solid. You've already spoken of the one that you enjoyed the most. Yeah. And, well, not the most, but you and you laughed hysterically. It's one. Yeah, it won. It, uh, I can't even really get through talking about it without giggling like an idiot. Well, what's interesting about this movie, though, is that, I mean, it's a very low-budget film with high-budget actors in it before they became who they are. Well, some of these people were still famous at the time. Right. No, something like Steve Gutenberg, famous at the oh, time. Yeah. You were Big. like, oh, Gutenberg's Big at the time. It. Big, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer? She's only done a couple movies at this point. Yeah, rising not, star. Not yo, rising and seeing her in this. Oh my Beautiful. god, just gorgeous. Mm. And you know, a couple other people. Carrie Fisher has a small part in it, but, but she's famous at this point. She like, is, but maybe on, more, on her downslope. Yeah, more but, notably, you know, for her extracurricular yeah. activities than say, you know, an actress at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rosanna Arquette. Your favorite Arsenio Hall showed up and you lost your shit. <laughs> I just, I'm not used to seeing Arsenio Hall anymore. You know, I mean, it was like Kelly Preston was in it. So, I mean, these are names today as much as they were then. Yeah. And they're, you know, and they're just a bunch of doing random. You get the just that these, all these cats were having a really good time. Directors on this called set. in favors. Yeah, not so yeah. much as favors that they and, were like, and, hey, and are you to busy like, tomorrow hey. afternoon? Yeah, and it's not like, hey, can you do this shitty thing for me? It's like, hey, I got this really fun thing. You want to get in on it, and they're like, "Yes, this looks like fucking good times." Yeah, and it, and I, I I generally enjoy this movie. You had never heard of it or seen it until I brought it over. I'd heard of it vaguely, um, but no, I did not. I've never seen it before. And did we have a solid enjoyment? Yes, we we had a big old giggle fit. Yeah, even your roommate and his friends watched it, and they yeah. were laughing their asses yeah. off. So this we had a little audience. This, you know what? This movie breaks Word down the, barriers. Word. Yeah. Word. Spans generations of decades. <laughs> All kinds of nerds. <laughs> At least from the 80s. <laughs> One of my personal favorite vignettes in it is the Unsolved Mysteries joke. If you remember Unsolved Mystery, it was like a, was it nightly or was it once a week? I don't remember. I but there were so many at one point that you could watch it. Yeah, nightly. yeah, yeah. It got syndicated. The... The Unsolved Mysteries was like the host who at the time, I think it was Robert Stack, would roll up and be like, such and such is missing. 
are they missing? Yeah. Or were aliens taking them? Yeah. You know, bullshit it was aliens, like that. Bigfoot, uh, <laughs> fucking vampire, yeah, zombie, it, like it, everything that you yeah. you go really Mummies, chupacabra. Everybody knows those that exist. What? <laughs> you can't even preference the the setup for this. He's oh talking about Jack the Ripper, and he's like, "Well, what if Jack the on, Ripper on a, like a London set?" Well, like a which terrible lots, London with lots of fog. Like they really. The, well, that was the joke. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Like the Unsolved Mysteries was full of fog. Yes. Big old fog yeah. machines over down there. Barely that dude could read his cue cards. There was so much fucking fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the joke is that what if Jack the Ripper was actually Nessie the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> and that's why we've never found him. Because yeah. he simply went home. And, and, and they he's, do... he's not found there either. Right. The most elusive <laughs> 60-foot creature <laughs> in the world. <laughs> the only dinosaur to never be seen. Yeah. But the the joke of it is, is they actually have like a 20-foot a reenactment. dinosaur in a top hat and old cape <laughs> from like the 18th century and he's talking to like a prostitute who's just like hello love hey hey you sucky sucky you know and the, and the dinosaur's just like mm-hmm. and she wanders off with him yeah, yeah. And, like, and the dinosaur gives this wink to the camera like yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go get me some poon and then the dinosaur wanders off and then rolls he, off <laughs> he rolls off you hear the wheels rolling underneath yeah. and the, like the, the grips pushing it underneath yeah, yeah. I know it's stupid but you it's know what? So if I was to wake up every morning and see that image, oh my god, I'd have a really good day. Yeah, like not much can beat me down at that point. You're like, you know what? Bring it on, world! I just saw a dinosaur try to have sex, <laughs> pick with up a, a hooker, <laughs> and you know, devour her. I suppose. Um, hey, but it's it's an interesting flick, and I think people should really try to find it. I don't. I know that it's had some distribution issues. For a long time, this DVD wasn't available. Yeah. It was one of those ones, like I've mentioned before, like the Little Shops of Horror DVD. It was that golden ticket of the DVDs that you have to look for and find. Yeah. I think it is available now. But in the world of downloading and whatever, people really want to see something. I think They'll they can it. find this. I mean, you could you could probably YouTube all of these little vignettes. Oh, God, yeah. And as yeah. you should. I mean, they're, oh, absolutely. your favorite was the B.B. King one. <laughs> the, uh, Don Simmons. Yeah. Every, yeah. Every, B.B. King lets us know that every seven minutes, a black man is born without With no soul. And please send money to the, yeah. <laughs> to help these it's, poor black it's people. It's this hilarious PSA with the young B.B. King who, like, really... Well, I think he was old. Then. No, he was he was still old, but like he just he's just older now. But BB King, whenever you see him on screen, is always the same. He's he's big. He sit kind of leaned back. That's because he's cool. Man. He has the guitar. Otherwise, you wouldn't know who he is. <laughs> and, and he's talking, but uh, yeah, like the whole premise is every seven every seven minutes, a black man's born with no soul, and they go through like. Five short clips, four like interviews of black Republicans. Oh, yeah. Which is. Where <laughs> the one guy was like, I'm the fan club of this white guy who yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. heard of. Yeah, I have yeah. to assume some sort of. I even met him once. He was swell. Yeah. <laughs> but really. No, no. The best one is the pimp who's trying to talk <laughs> yeah. about like his station wagon. Yeah. But he's dressed like a 70s oh, yeah. pimp. Like, like fucking Huggy Bear. Yeah. <laughs> and he rolls up, he's like, I love my Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> I never drive anything else. He's like leaning up against the station yeah, and yeah. just like, check this ride yeah. out. <laughs> it's like, no, sir. The no. fucking... Where's your gold car? 
the fucking cherry sprinkles and caramel topping on this sweet Sunday is David Allen Greer as the Don Simmons like poster sing- child of yeah. black men without soul. Yeah, as he sings like, oh fuck, I- blame it on the bossa nova. Yeah, like chim chim chimmery. Yeah, I I suppose these are at at the time at least are considered like the whitest songs you could yeah. possibly like hear. That's true. Yeah, like Frank Sinatra's got more soul than than anything here, and he's you know just Damn. a meatball. I yeah, I just it, it is one of the funnier ones in there. To and think I'm so of. glad like it. A couple of these things actually uh, reoccur throughout the movie, and oh yeah, Don the, Simmons comes back very yeah, more times because he's hilarious. It is the fucking prize of this really of this whole movie. I think that's fair. I'm still gonna give it up to Nessie as Jack the Ripper. Oh, it's the Nessie <laughs> as Jack Ripper is the probably the best short, but as far as the whole movie, like I take a lot more away from David Allen Greer that's, singing that's, like these fucking songs. That's cool. I Joe Dante directed my fa- he directed the Nessie one. So yeah, I, it's, I'm I, I actually John, Joe Dante is one of those directors that I really look up to from when I was in film school. Like everybody, yeah. what I hate most about when I was in film school is a lot of certain classes we'd sit in and they'd be like, "Hey, so we're gonna go around the robin and everyone tell us who your favorite director is or your yeah. favorite movie." And everyone always a lot of Spielberg. Yeah, a lot everyone's of... always trying to outdo the last guy who oh. said something, you know, and there's always that one pompous Trying to go asshole. more and more, like, He's deep. A, yeah. Uh, uh, well, actually, uh, Francis Ford Coppola would be my favorite. Really? Other than The Godfather, sit through anything else the mans did? You know, and then they look at you and be like, well, I've seen Apocalypse. You're like, not Apocalypse now. You're like, break it down. If you're a huge fan, you sat through Jack. Mm. No one sat through Jack, you know. So it's it's stuff like that, and people and there's, and every time someone would be like, "I'm sorry, Star Wars," boo, oh, you know, all the, the well, I was before hipsters, so I don't even know what they were called then. But those people that don't elitist. like anything, that, yeah, that's right. Nineties yeah. elitist, fuck you, people too. <laughs> but they were always just like, "Oh no, oh, Star Wars is so bad, just pedantic," and you're just like, "Really? I don't even know the meaning of the word." <laughs> you're like, "I want to let you know, man." Change the way filmmaking's done. No, can't, can't deny that. You know, fucking so simple milestone. things like that. And Joe Dante was always one of those guys that I always brought up. Like I fucking Gremlins redefined my childhood. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the first movies I remember seeing in a theater that scared the shit out of me. I was a little kid, so seeing that creepy no, the thing fir- come the out. The first me is one is the first one does get scary. The second one, no, God, no, no. <laughs> big old, just big old good time. <laughs> yes, that's that shit's fun on a bun. <laughs> The other movie that scared me to death as a kid, Ghostbusters. Dude, those arms coming out of that chair, grabbing Sigourney before they go in the... Yeah, man, I, I didn't handle that well. I'm, I'm trying to remember... wasn't good with that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what point I saw I saw that movie. I don't think it was till maybe young teen. Oh, I saw that in the theater in 1985. <laughs> I wasn't old enough at the time. <laughs> and you have lead with the question, the fuck were your parents do taking yeah, you to that? Right. Well, you know, had Bill Murray. That's oh, funny. Yeah, can't Caddyshack. Be yeah, Caddyshack can't be scary. <laughs> yeah, that's that guy from Stripes. He's always He's good. You know, and then he get in there and St. Sigs of the Weave gets attacked by a fucking dog in a chair mm. and I lost my shit. That hot little red number. <laughs> She's still a good looking lady. Mm-hmm. Even blue. <laughs> mm. But 
Joe Dante has always been one of my favorites. So when I saw that he directed this, well, part of it anyway, yeah, I got really excited. You totally like, jump on it. I see that. I, I love that you do it, and I I'm the, I love this movie. <laughs> it's solid. It's solid. Another another one that I really like that that you don't necessarily agree with me was uh, this roast slash wake bit. Yeah, it just went on a little long for me. And Joe Dante directed that one. And yeah. I was always like, eh. Like, it's, it's set up by a previous bit where... Uh, and I didn't uh, think the setup was that great No, the either. setup is not good. Yeah. Uh, but a guy dies, and then a couple little skits later, you see his wake, but his wake is a roast by all these, at the time, Those are the people notable comedians. Roast, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I couldn't name a single one of them right now except Rip Taylor, who who really was the best. <laughs> well, he he was the best. Um, <laughs> For those of you who don't know, he's the dude that throws Rip, confetti. He's the confetti guy. Yeah, he's, the confetti he's in the guy. Jackass movies. They really get a kick out of him. One of my best friends works in Hollywood, downtown L.A. Hollywood. She is a waitress at a very like hidden but yet very popular hamburger joint that a lot of celebrities like to go to because no one will fucking bug them there. She tells me stories. Rip Taylor goes down there probably twice a week and sits with her while he cuts his confetti. To this day, this still happens. She'll text me. She'll be like, Rip just told me the funniest joke. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what world do I live in where someone oh I know God. is cutting confetti right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> I really wish I could just sit with him when he does that. He just, I, she says he says just the most random shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that and that's kind of like the the comedy that you get when he's doing this this. Yeah, break. it's old school comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve Allen, who's another comedian that you probably have heard of but wouldn't know, um, but he was he's real big and he's a big kind of like comedians comedian. Yeah, these are all like the seventies. Yeah, kind comedians. of the, the late seventies big comedians where comedy wasn't as I want to say. Uh, well, it yeah, wasn't as well known. I was going to say it, it was filthy, but in a different filthy way. Yeah, like, like the 80s got raunchy. Of, right. 80s the, was the raunchy. The 70s was naughty. This was like, I'm going to be really raunchy through window and make you think about it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that was, I think that's slightly more funnier because it makes you use your brain. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree with you. But, like, it's it's just the, the what, what really fucking nails this skit for me is when the wife goes up. Like... Oh yeah, like that. That really kind of puts that that final nail in the coffin. Pardon the pun, uh, but uh, like it's it's another one that just really is gonna stick with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna YouTube that at some point <laughs> in a month because I just happen to remember it and I'm gonna want to watch it again. And and I, and I know is this kind of a weird podcast because we're jumping around, but there is no real no, there, plot. There's there, no story. It's just vignettes. Yeah. Like, hopefully, we, we'll tell you the ones that we liked. You'll want to see them. And just go and, and however you have to do it, get this movie and watch it. And it's a movie that you have to put in your mind that this is 1987. Yeah. This is how it was back then. They don't do shit like this anymore. Oh, okay. But honestly, and we went into it thinking that, like, oh, do you think the do- the, the dotes? Do you think the, the jokes, jokes are still yeah. going to play because it's, you know, almost 25 years old? And some of them, maybe they don't. I, I, that's why I think I lose it in the roast sketch. I think that one, to me, yeah, you doesn't play as well as much. as much. But some of the other ones, I think, are timeless. 
Yeah, but like I think some of the things are better because of all the cameos. Like to see That's David Allen Greer before in Living Color doing these like hilarious songs and like really getting into it like fucking Carlton on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, that's... like just. That it does all, help. All for it. Like, to, to see these people before they were famous. And... Well, another thing you mentioned earlier is the, the retro vibe to it is yeah. the fact that, like, there's a sketch, the um, home video pirates, where yeah. it's two pirate ships attacking each other, and the pirates get on the the English the, ship or whatever yeah, the, the it was. Yeah, the MCA ship. Yeah, and... That's right. That's, that's not even the studio like anymore, MCA is it? MCA home video. No, yeah. it's not. And they, they go inside, and there's a bunch of... Laser, laser discs, discs and VHS, uh, you know, and it just and, and the joke of that is now that's funny because they're stealing VHSs. Yeah, but then it was like, oh wow, look at all those VHSs, you know. Like before, it was funny because they're stealing it. Now it's funny because they're VHSs yes. and laser discs. <laughs> the best part is, is they put on that movie and the FBI warning comes up and the captain's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> that's kind of the big laugh of this yes. kid. But it was, it is funny. An ogre from Revenge of the Nerds has his face cameo. Yeah. But it's just, it's a random mix of comedians in this film. Like, you were mentioning the old school comedians in the roast in the roast kit, yeah. And then we have 1987's raunchiest comedian make a cameo at the end of the movie with yeah. Dice, uh, Andrew Dice Andrew Clay. Dice Clay yeah. rolls in. The That's Dice just a, Man. Oh, God, that guy. Him and his weight gloves. Like, are, oh, you, yeah. are you going weightlifting? I, I mean... That was... That was- that was good that was good back then yeah but from what i've heard is he's still doing the same shtick today he can't do anything else right no one will see him do anything he gets up he's just like yeah little miss tuffy like shut up man we've heard it for 20 fucking years and it was moderately funny yeah it was okay then it was (laughs) like i think he still has a joke about call waiting (laughs) like call waiting we still have call waiting. Do we? Yeah. Hmm. When you hear the beep on the other line, that's call waiting. I guess. Yeah. I just figure with a party line. That's an that's an oh. outdated notion. Fucking party. I had a party line. <laughs> you know how many parties I had on my party line? None. Because no one wants to have a four way conversation. It's true. You want to have four ways. Ah! Is that an orgy at that point? I don't know. Because foursome doesn't seem like a word. I believe to make it an orgy, you had a fifth. Okay. Because if you have two straight-up couples, everyone's being okay. Okay. When you add that fifth member, yeah, you need a, someone's you need watching. need number to kind of <laughs> rotate in and out. Someone's watching. <laughs> that's that's the um, hairy person. Or the, <laughs> the bigger lady. <laughs> oh, you just sit there. The least attractive of the five. <laughs> you just... Who sit. gets pushed off, yeah. you know? <laughs> but there is the the one movie that they're trying to actually watch There's in one the movie, thing, yeah, which is the Amazon Women on the Moon the movie. Yeah. But it's peppered around that the film strip that will be shown with no more further commercial interruptions Every keeps time, ripping, right? and we only get like the grindhouse effect portions of the film. We watch the whole movie because half of it's cut out. Yeah. And this is, for the time, this was an R-rated movie. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there's full nudity in the beginning of the movie. I mean... Yeah. All the way yeah. full. <laughs> Tops of tails. Yeah. <laughs> On both sexes, really. I mean, yeah, it's an equal opportunity to this offender as far we, as the nudity goes. We saw a lot more of that lady. <laughs> and I said, hey, girl. That's, that's actually one of my favorite 
too, because it's so ridiculous that she's walking around naked yeah. in like and, Pasadena. And nobody bats an eye. Like this in church, completely <laughs> naked, putting an offering in the plate. <laughs> She's like, I was raised with my Christian values. Yeah, She's yeah. like, here's a five for the collection plate. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind my breasts. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of this flick, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. No, it's 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 definitely it's definitely good. The actual movie that's in it is the only portion of this movie that really is the tribute to all those sci-fi films that we mentioned yeah, yeah. earlier. Like, like when we said that it's kind of like late night television, you flip the channels a lot. Yes. But you're kind of watching one thing, so but you miss parts. I feel that you do that nowadays. People do that a lot with reality TV. Because yeah, you when don't you don't want to put on a movie and you don't really want to watch, like, I don't know, whatever USA is pimping out, whatever, whichever Law & Order rape show is yeah. on, and you're just kind of like, you know what, I've seen a lot of rape today on all these other shows. I'm good. Uh, let me flip through the channels, yeah. and that's what you do today. But, you know, so they got this space flick about these three astronauts in the worst looking ship. With the moon with the string, and you see the yeah, string, and, that, and the, well, the spotlight but, but, and is all, on the string. And it's all yeah. on purpose. And they land on the moon full of Amazon women, and it's just, you know, thus common. And they have a monkey, because yeah. everybody needs a monkey <laughs> you've, in space. You've got, you've got the, the hard edge captain, you've got uh, Blackie, who is the white guy, and really... <laughs> he, he dies. He dies. Matter. And then you've got the stupid East Coast, like, New York guy with the monkey. Yeah, yeah, he's like the hey, forget about a guy. And you're yeah, like, oh, that's pretty pretty cute. close to that. But yeah. like, he's an idiot. Like, yeah. who the f- how the fuck did you get onto a rocket to the moon? <laughs> you how did you? How are you one of the first men on the moon with a monkey? With a monkey. Pretty sure that's. But the, the best part about it though is when the president contacts them and he's like, "You'll be the first men to walk on the moon this this year of 1980." 1980. <laughs> They're all with a lava lamp on his desk. Like, yeah. Ooh, clearly in the future, lava lamps are still around. Which which is great because the movie's made in '87. Yeah. <laughs> We're watching this retro like '50s B movie space sci-fi flick, and they expect to be walking on the moon in 1980. It's like it's, there's a lot going on right there, and there's like the, the the lizard with the glued oh, horns yeah. and yeah it's pretty like pretty... On, the, on the tiny miniature set you yeah. get an iguana to walk on well they also did a couple spoofs of the medical psas that they would force you to watch in health class yeah you know and this one was carrie fisher about her getting a social, social disease, disease. <laughs> which was really unclear as to what like is going on with herpes. that herpes spooky is it herpes Princess Leia got some space herpes. Space herpes! <laughs> you know what space herpes are called? Metachlorians, because that's how oh, fucking stupid they are. snap. <laughs> you went there. I'm not really sure what the social disease kind of was. Like, it's... The clap. Okay. Okay. Because her husband got the clap and went blind. Because that's what happens. Is, is that what happens? I don't know. Fuck it. Oh, I gotta get checked out. <laughs> I was hanging out with Carrie Fisher last week, and I mean, let me she's guess, Carrie Fisher. Were you, were you dressed as Slave Leia, and she was, she was Han, she was Java. <laughs> were you on? Were you on her sail barge? Uh, or were you on her sail barge? <laughs> uh, no, but I did see Dagobah. <laughs> and it's exactly how uh, you imagine it. Humid and full of vegetation. <laughs> there goes the mic. Have a good night. 
How much beer do you feel that you need to get through for this film? Uh, you know what? This movie, uh, very particularly, um, is, is is very unique in that. Yes, completely sober. I watched it. I really like it. I will go back and watch it. I will YouTube little pieces of it. Uh, but I think it would be uh, enhanced with two beers to give you just a little buzz with friends so you all can kind of laugh just a little more. When you say two beers and you get buzzed. Well, but there's only a six-pack. Are we talking big pack. beers? I mean, it's, it's only a, a, a six-pack A lightweight. Let's just, you know, let's call it out. Come on, man. No. Drink, drink the pussy beer? No. Spooky can drink. I know spooky. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to like. I, I don't like drunk spooky. Drunk <laughs> spooky's an asshole. He's he's a little too happy. <laughs> a little slap happy. No, it's uh, two, three solid just for a good time. I agree with. Yeah, that. just kind of yeah, just enough to kind of loosen you up because you really need to let yourself enjoy this movie to the fullest. So just enough to kind of lubricate the gears. And just have a good ass time. Like I agree. I enjoy this movie wholeheartedly. Yeah, I like it's perfect sober. But you know, get some friends over, have a little party, put out some nachos. Oh, nachos! Right, I'm hungry, and just <laughs> fucking just put it in and have a good time. I mean, you could have a conversation during some of the you know lesser funnier bits. Oh, we did. Yeah, and then you're right back. <laughs> like the good ones are gonna grab you. Yeah. You know, so you really never miss anything. Urge you to see this movie. Can't really talk about it because not much to talk about. It's kind of what it is, and yeah. that's why I wanted to talk about it with you tonight because I wanted to I want to let the world know that this is out there. This exists. Of, of the please movies. check this film yeah. out if you like satirical comedy or slapstick or any of the directors that we talked about. Do try and see this or watch it, rent it. Hell, fuck it, buy it on Amazon if you buy it used. It is a, yeah. it is a decent flick. Buy and it on Amazon. I just think it's... Well, Amazon's still a thing? Amazon. Amazon Women Film. Oh, you were trying to make a pun, which I didn't well, get as usual, because I, I don't get the puns I didn't make the much. pun. The pun just happened in my head. I giggled <laughs> out loud. and that's, that's, That'll do, pig. So okay. if you like us, please contact us at movieissues at gmail.com, or you can find us at movieissues on the Facebook. If you really kind of like us, which would be really sweet of you, go to over the iTunes, drop us a little positivity on that. That would be really kind of nice. Subscribe, you know. Oh, yeah, subscribe too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You can subscribe as you're saying something really nice. Don't say mean shit. If you don't say mean shit, that's cool. I'm better off you not saying it. I can't take it. We don't need that kind of negativity yeah, in I our got, lives. I got enough negativity going on. Do you know how much this pays? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting is serious business. We don't need your negativity. <laughs> but please, you know, do all that good stuff. And, you know, uh, any final thoughts on Amazon Women of the Moon? Uh, of, of the movies that we tend to watch on movie issues, uh, some of them we Not like. Good. Some of them we like, some of them we don't. <laughs> um, I think a lot of them, if, if someone went and saw it because we said it, super. This is one that I think I would really recommend and tell you if you haven't just put the effort into seeing this. At yeah. least, you know, like like I said, you know, you can YouTube a lot of these, I'm sure. Uh, like just experience a piece of this movie and you'll probably want to watch the whole thing. Of of everything that we've kind of done, this is probably one of my higher recommended movies. This is Spooky's Choice. Right on, man. Just to let you guys know 
beginning next week for the next five weeks. Movie issues. God, is, it is going to be five I weeks, know, isn't it? I am so incredible. <laughs> I've been excited for this for a long time. In honor of, uh, of, a, of a movie issue icon, <laughs> in honor of his birthday, it is Arnold Schwarzenegger month. Five weeks of Arnold Schwarzenegger month where we're going to hit some of the best movie issue versions, you know, <laughs> move, uh, proper movies. Best is, yeah. I, I don't know. I like them all that we're doing except like one. Well, I mean, yeah, we like them, <laughs> but we're not we're not handing out major awards for any of these. No, Schwarzenegger deserves a lot of credit. <laughs> and yes, we're gonna do that one. That one, the one you're thinking yeah. of, the one that you're like, do you think they're gonna sit through all two hours and eleven minutes of that piece of shit? Yeah, it's gonna we happen. are. It's gonna happen. And you know what? I'm already sorry. <laughs> and if you're a Schwarzenegger fan. You know which one we're talking about. I'm not going to tell you. You just know. You need to chill. Just chill for a <sighs> second there. Fuck your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so beginning next week for uh, the, the next five, five weeks. weeks, it's going to be Schwarzenegger. It's going to be your favorite Schwarzenegger movies. Like your real favorites. Not that T2. No. We're doing the <laughs> real favorites. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We are Movie Issues. I am Leland. I'm the Spooky. And you all have a good week or night or day, morning. Yeah, whatever time. What time do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> I'm, no, no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> no, oh. no, not you. No. The other guy. Yeah. <laughs> or the lady. <laughs> what time do you listen to the podcast? Early in the morning? Stop stop touching yourself and listen to a podcast this time. We'll do both. Creepy. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Sure.